You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, and thank you for joining us for a mindful moment. There's never been a better time to build your mindfulness skills. Mindfulness not only improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being, but provides a foundation for remaining calm during stressful challenges and events. Through mindful thoughts and actions, we can do more than just survive life's challenges. We can continue to thrive. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. Working together, we can learn and grow from any experience. So, let's get started. Of course, it's not going to be a normal holiday season this year. It's 2020. I keep a framed copy of a quote by Wayne Dyer on my desk that says, Peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is, rather than as you think it should be. He wrote this long ago, but it's been the perfect reality check for me throughout this year. There shouldn't be a pandemic. There should be a national strategy to protect us from getting sick or dying. There shouldn't be shortages of PPE and test kits. There should be more help available to the millions of people out of work. There shouldn't be a toilet paper shortage. Again. The truth is, there is no should or shouldn't. There is only what is. This is not the first time that humanity has faced a global challenge, and it's not the first time my own country has been in crisis. But when we look at our circumstances with judgment and an attitude of how terrible it is that these things are happening to us, we lose sight of our own participation in the creation and fueling of these events. I'm not speaking of blame. There are lots of theories about COVID-19 originating from a wet market in China, but we don't really know if that's where a bat infected another animal, which then spread it to humans, or, as some believe, if it was created in a lab, or if it happens somewhere else altogether. And it's not the point. It doesn't matter where it happened. It matters how it happened because it's in the how that we gain knowledge and grow from this experience. Brene Brown states that blame is the discharge of shame. So I tried to think about what the shame could be related to COVID and recognize that perhaps it's a matter of personal responsibility. As a species, we haven't been very mindful of our impact on the planet. We're to a point that we can no longer deny global warming and overpopulation in the world, but we still try to ignore it. COVID has been something we can't ignore, and it's probably not unrelated to our lack of enthusiasm towards changing our lifestyles to better support the Earth. We're crammed into spaces in various parts of the world to the point that any disease can rapidly spread, but we're also crammed into those spaces with lots of animals, 
and exposing ourselves to bacteria and viruses that our bodies have never dealt with before. During this long shutdown, I've noticed some feelings of shame come up. How do I generate so much trash for one person? After a few years of using my own grocery bags, which, by the way, occurred due to a law, not my own higher consciousness for the environment, switching back to plastic bags from the stores generated some shame for sure. As plastic bags have piled up in my home, two questions emerged. What am I going to do with all of these plastic bags that are so terrible for the environment? And why do I buy so many groceries? Which, of course, led to a realization of how much food I waste. I've also noticed some shame arise related to the dismal handling of the virus in the United States, along with the environment, social justice, and more, because I've noticed I do a lot of judging about what the government should be doing. But what have I done to contribute to these outcomes? I vote, but that's about it. I don't get involved in politics or movements or risk much of anything to stand up for any of the issues I actually believe in. I've also felt some shame about being an American over the past year. I don't think we're necessarily an evil empire, but our policies clearly have a negative impact on a lot of people around the world. I could say that it's not my fault. I can't control the government. But am I contributing to the problem? Sure. I want my goods from electronics to toilet paper readily available and as inexpensive as possible. That desire alone drives our entire economy that in turn impacts workers here and abroad, as well as policies that impact countries with resources we want or need, living conditions abroad, and I'm sure many other ramifications I'm not aware of. The purpose of this reflection is not to beat myself up, but to simply observe my own behaviors and resulting shame that if not processed can indeed lead to blaming others for the state the world is in now. Most importantly, Observing and reflecting on our individual roles within our larger society is how we identify what we can learn, which in turn can lead to how we can improve our conditions versus sitting back and blaming others. If this pandemic has brought to light even one thing that we can take away as an important learning, it's that we are not just individuals. We are connected across the globe and our behaviors impact others. We have no choice but to start holding ourselves accountable for our own actions and to understand that we cannot ignore our impact on each other and the planet. If people are suffering in one part of the world, we are at least partially responsible. If our air is polluted in one part of the globe, it ultimately affects all of us. If conditions are unsanitary in one country, resulting calamities could spread to the entire population. We have to start thinking more globally and longer-term, bigger picture, rather than focusing solely on our own immediate desires. We have to accept responsibility for what we contribute to the conditions everywhere. Just that recognition leads me around to gratitude. I'm not saying I'm grateful for the virus by any means. But we humans avoid change whenever possible, and the pandemic has put us in a position that we don't have much choice. It's given us an opportunity to spend months looking at how we live, how we interact, and to think about what we might want to change about our lives, both at an individual and a societal level. We tend to make changes only when we're forced to, so perhaps we needed to be forced to consider what needs to be changed. 
I'm having Thanksgiving for two this year. Is that normal? No. But is it bad? Only if I choose it to be, and I don't. I'm grateful that I'm going to have a quiet day where I can enjoy cooking without the pressure of time and without the pandemonium and distractions that come with having a house full of people. I will have the luxury of really focusing on what I'm grateful for and the time to really reflect on just how abundant my life really is. I'm going to indulge in attempting to make my grandmother's roll recipe. My grandmother, who I am still deeply grateful for to this day, made rolls that were lighter than clouds and rich with buttery flavor baked in. There was no real recipe. She would say, add as little flour as possible, not add two cups of flour. Punch the dough down, gently. Add a little warm water. After many failed attempts at replicating her rolls over the years, I gave up because who wants hockey pucks on Thanksgiving? But this year, since it's not normal, provides me the opportunity to try again without the pressure of impressing guests. If they're hockey pucks, so be it, but only I will know. And perhaps I'll crack the challenge this year and bring back a Thanksgiving tradition that I enjoyed for the many years she was with us in this world. I'm grateful for that opportunity. While 2020 has been undeniably stressful for most people, it has been full of blessings too. I'm very grateful that I haven't caught the virus, for the healing of those I know who have, for the slowdown in what I now see was too frantic of a lifestyle, for all of the people in my life that I miss terribly, which I might have been taking for granted before, for the recognition that I need to pay more attention to my contributions toward conditions that cause harm, as well as my contributions toward the greater good. I'm grateful for recognizing that the world needs more compassion. When I find myself judging or blaming others, I can replace that with compassion for others. We've had a rough year, and we're all doing the best we can. Do we fall short sometimes? Yes, we do, because we're human. But we can all practice being more compassionate, and perhaps patient, with those that are struggling more than we are. I'm grateful, too, for the reminder that life is messy and unpredictable. It always has been, but this situation has certainly brought that fact to the forefront. If I focus on how things should be, I will indeed enjoy no peace. I'm grateful that I can mindfully accept that life is not happening to me, but for me, and that I contribute to the outcomes both big and small. I don't know all of the changes I might make yet, but the first step is simply the recognition that some things need to change. It looks like I'll still have plenty of time to contemplate that, so I'll be grateful for that, too. Thanksgiving and the upcoming December holidays will be different this year. But different doesn't mean bad. Different gives us a new perspective and can provide new possibilities to learn and grow. Different can shake us out of old habits we didn't even realize we're running the show. Different can lead to greater awareness of our own actions and behaviors that may be fine or may need tinkering. That's not a bad thing. That's a learning opportunity. What will you learn this holiday season? I sincerely hope that you can find gratitude for whatever you learn and can use it to improve your own life as well as others. 
I hope you count your many blessings over the weeks left in this crazy year. And I hope you'll give some thought to how your actions affect others. Wouldn't it be a miracle if we all focused just a little more on the well-being of others in addition to ourselves? We could actually end 2020 representing the true meaning of the holidays, loving and giving to others. I think that would be a blessing for all of us. Find a comfortable position and close your eyes or lower your gaze. Breathe in, one, two, three, four. Hold for, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe in, one, two, three, four, hold four, one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe in, one, two, three, four, Hold for one, two, three, four. Exhale one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now take in a deep cleansing breath and sigh with relief. Have a wonderful week. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it, even during challenging times. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. We encourage you to meditate every day, be mindful in your daily activities, and please stay safe and be well. Until next time! Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee wherever you get your favorite podcasts and rate this podcast so that others can find us. Follow us on social media at work to live A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. Breathwork music, Angel's Dream by Akash Gandhi. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in.